Welcome to another episode of the official DigiMarkCon podcast. Here's some of the latest top-voted keynotes, panels, and masterclasses from recent DigiMarkCon digital marketing, media, and advertising conferences worldwide. Get ready to gain insight into emerging strategies, the latest trends, and best practices from industry thought leaders and experts to move your business, brand, or agency to the next level. So when I was, uh, I was fascinated in search, having been in the field for five years, um, and in in 2010, I'm looking for how to, uh, I believe that's it. What are the opportunities to innovate in the space? Uh, the search space is dominated by these three companies. We have obviously Google, we have Microsoft with the Bing product, and we have Yahoo, which get the leftovers. So. What I was more looking for, what, what are they doing? What aren't they doing? How can I do something new without going head to head against the 8,000 pound gorillas here? So the first observation I saw is that these search engines have content controlled results. And what I mean by that is when you're within a search engine, uh, you have different categories of search results. You, ha you have web results, obviously, is the main one. You have image results, video, shopping, maps. There's a whole spread. And these search engines, it, you didn't have a choice. They were either them, them, or them. When I'm in the Bing experience, it's Bing web results, Bing shopping, Bing images. So they are directing or guiding or, you could say, controlling those results. So the opportunity then, thinking about Web 3.0, is how can we have unbiased results that are user-driven, uh, user-customized? So companies lead for different search categories. When I think of a shopping site, I want to search for something in shopping field. Do we think of Yahoo shopping search? No, no we don't. Do we, do we think of Bing shopping? No, we think of Amazon. We think of eBay. These guys lead in the space for shopping. When I think of a reference site, an encyclopedia, well, we go to Wiki, don't we, to find, as our resource. So what if there was a search platform where I, as a user, could customize and I take ownership of where I'm getting my feed to my own preferences. We're all individuals, aren't we? We've all got different sites that we like to use. Instead of going to 10 different sites, why couldn't I set my own search platform to the, the providers that I like? That's the first opportunity. The second opportunity was the experience itself. If you think of those search engines, they're mass market. They're a tool that everybody can use. So the experience that you have and myself is essentially the same. We have a a white skin you know background. We may be able to change the wallpaper if if we want. Um, the the results are bland. It's more a one size fits all. So the opportunity then is why does it have to be that way? Why couldn't I have a, the search engine, the number one activity I do every single day? Why couldn't it be themed around my passion point, something I'm personally interested in as an individual? I don't care going to my homepage to search every day and see it's celebrating the 150th birthday of whoever. I can't relate to that. That's not part of my world. So that was the second uh, opportunity to create a branded experience around my interest. 
So what's the point of it? So that's essentially what Search Experiences is. It's a branded search platform or a theme search engine where the user gets to uh, customize the search results based on their preference, and then it's themed with their with their interests. So on the, so at the moment, let's see at the moment without the uh, a branded search, the normal behavior. Traffic normally comes to a site in two ways, directly or indirectly. I don't know how how, <laughs> how thirsty we are this, this time of the morning, but I'm using Heineken as an example here this morning. So if I'm going to go to their website directly, I go to heineken.com, if I put in the URL in my browser. But what is the main way? The main way we're going to we'll go to Google, go up in our browser and type H-E-I-N and find the result and click the search result first and then visit the website indirectly. If the search engine you're using was themed around the, the, the brand, it, and think about it, searching for your website, how, how many times are you searching for your website compared to everything else you're searching for? It's a tiny fraction, wouldn't even be 1% of all the sites you're going to be searching for. If you're theming the engine itself, it doesn't matter what you're searching for, you're there on every page. I'll show you some different features of branded search, just how to get your header around it, or you know how it's different to the regular search engines you use for uh, use at the moment. So we have a uh, a changeable, switchable background skin. We've got the regular search bar through the middle. We have a drop-down uh, select near the search uh, button where you can change your provider. If you're a Yahoo user, I'll change the drop-down to Yahoo and you'll remember that next time I come back. I don't have to set it. I have a co-branded logo around the brand and then underneath is a dynamic uh, custom content area. So it's some, it's some social, some, some tweets or something that's dynamic that's going to change each time I come back to the, to the site. Once I perform a search query, I'm then taken to the regular search results. Now think about what you normally see on a search result page. And uh, I'm, I'm using an example here of a, a, a brand, uh, but it could be, for instance, uh, the you, you may be into your NBA and you're a big LeBron and Cavs fan. So this could be a, a Cavaliers, a Cavs search experience themed around your favorite sports team, as an example. I'm just using this this brand. So we have the regular search results, and on the right, what do we normally have on the right side? It's often the um, the ads, the, the paid ads or the ad sense that we generally ignore, which are never, someone paying the premium to interfere with our organic results is never going to be as good as the organic result. So we um, take out the ad-free feed so it doesn't have the ads, free up a sidebar of custom content for the brand as well. To the so you can have a sidebar. So if you're a tech junkie, um, you know this could be an LA Times experience where you've got up to the moment breaking news. So it's combining two activities: a site you like going to with this activity you're going to do anyway, and it's quite, um, it's the uh, it'll drive you push and pull back towards their official site. So it's, it's, it sits outside the site. The brand has their official social profiles. Their search engine may be on its own domain, heinekensearch.com, as an example. But people search in different ways. So we need some other tools uh, of how people can activate this platform. So there's a browser toolbar. 
everyone's used these for a long time we don't use it personally because we're in tech but if we've ever logged into our parents computer you've seen them pre-installing all this rubbish into their browser these toolbars that's you know it gets onto a lot uh, of pcs so we provide a browser toolbar as a, can this can be a free download from their site a web widget so at every website you've got the, the regular site search we can change that and put a web-enabled web search widget embedded in the site. Online awareness, how do we know, get awareness that we have the search engine? Well, it's, it's very segmented. If, if you're not a Lakers fan, you're not going to use a Lakers search engine. But if you're a season ticket holder, you live in LA, you go to Staples, you live and breathe your team, then you're following in Twitter, aren't you? You're following them in Facebook. So the brand, Lakers say, hey, check out Lakers search. They give the awareness, the, the most passionate users decide if they're going to uh, try it or use it or not. So another benefit that uh, every brand can use from this is for any website is you don't even need to know that a company has a search engine and i'm not saying in in the instance of heineken that, that you're going to stop using google yahoo or bing your daily search engine start using heineken as your daily search engine you don't even know that they have a search engine but through your normal behavior you can activate this and um, and this is something that's valuable for most brands the web search widget that you normally see in a site search think about it every visitor to your website there's, there's something every one of them will do. Everyone will exit. At some time, whether they're there for a few minutes and 10 page views, or you've paid to get them there for a, you know, a couple of page views, they're there for 30 seconds, they're gonna jump off and leave. So where are they going next? They're going back to a search engine to search the, the next website, aren't they? It's the, we, our behavior is search engine website, search engine website, zigzag, zigzag. If there's a search bar within the page we're already in, then some people will just use the search bar that's right there. So when they leave, if they use your web-enabled search bar, they're going to activate your branded search results and you can extend the time you're engaging your brand. So uh, as, as an example, if, if you're a bank, you've, you've used paid search to drive them to your site in the first place, they're doing a financial search query and they're, shop, they're shopping around, there's many banks, they're going to leave next and search for your competitor. So when they leave, you can stay with them a little bit longer, a few more page views, another 30 seconds. Have an experience and do something experiential with your, with your brand. So looking ahead, uh, the technology is young, but there's a huge opportunity for many companies to embrace branded search. Uh, we have different examples there across industry, whether it be entertainment or video or sports, universities, any, any business that has, uses Wi-Fi, restaurants, hotels, uh, airports, uh, it's quite broad. Uh, I have total confidence that branded search will be a big part of the future search behavior, and I'm happy to ride the wave as a pioneer. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the official DigiMarcon podcast. DigiMarcon is the largest digital marketing, media, and advertising conference and exhibition event series in the world, holding in-person and hybrid events in over 40 cities annually across 22 countries, as well as virtual events and an international cruise. Learn more about upcoming DigiMarcon events near you at digimarcon.com slash events. Thanks again for listening to the official Digimarcon podcast.